What is up, everybody? Thank you for coming back to another episode of Thank God for Wrestling Podcast. I'm host one of two, Johnny King. Host two of two, CJ McClure. And today, man, we're just going to be recapping the week. We're going to talk about Raw, talk about SmackDown. And yeah, man, let's get into it. Gunther, man, it's the only thing I have to say right now. Gunther, the longest intercontinental championship reign in history, bro. How do you feel about that? History. He defeated Chad Gable on Raw last week, and then a couple of days later, the day after, he officially broke the Honky Tonk Man's uh, reign record. So, yeah, man, I'm hoping they let him keep the belt for a little bit longer, and then if they decide to get Give it to Chad. I'm not going to be mad, but I'm glad we, you know, Gunther's the GOAT IC champion now. That's a hot take on him being the GOAT. However, I don't completely disagree with you because now he does hold the longest record, but I think guys like Chris Jericho can still hold a claim for the GOAT IC champ over him just because they've had more reigns. But my full thoughts on it, Really appreciate what Gunther's done. He has re-elevated the title, making it prestigious again. He has made everybody look better in his reign. We kind of called it, saying that he deserved it, deserved to break the record. I kind of hope that he drops it at Fastlane to Gable. Uh, I wouldn't blame them. They did it at Survivor Series because Survivor Series is one of the big four. I just don't know how they can, you know, kind of prolong that, you know, with his feud with Gable. So I hope it's at Fastlane. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, man. Gunther deserves it. Really is a fan. Appreciate what he's done. That match on Raw was a banger. I have rewatched that like five times. I mean, Gable is just so ang- angle esque. I mean, his move set so similar to Kurt Angle's is just phenomenal. Both those guys did a great job. Yeah. Hey, bro. When it comes to I'm I'm nah. In my opinion, Gunther is the greatest IC champion we've ever seen. And I'm not, and again, I'm not going to argue with you. I just think what I think he's in the conversation. Is that fair? That's fair. I think he's in the conversation because, yes, he did break the record. I'm sure his reign was better than Honky Talk Man. No disrespect to Honky Talk Man. He's a Hall of Famer. But um, again, I, I just think when you can make a claim for, you know, like greatest champ in this and that, I think you just have to have more reigns. But this individual reign was probably better than some people's like three reigns with the IC title, but he's definitely in the conversation. And like we said it a lot, hope he wins the rumble come January and wins the world title WrestleMania. Cause Gunther definitely deserves it. Gunther will, I think eventually be one of the faces of the company. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, he's already the face of Monday night. Why? He's above Seth Rollins on Monday night. I don't really tune in Mondays to see Seth. Cause it's just the same stale kind of rain i tune in to see gunther that may be a hot take but i don't know it's your own yeah so jay opened up the show man uh he made his return return after cody brought him back um at uh payback and yeah jay opened up the show man then we have sammy come out so him and sammy made up they hug in the middle of the ring and then as they're walking off, we see Drew McIntyre come out, and Jay and Drew kind of have, like, this little stare down. So I don't know if they're teasing something between them, but I'd be down to see something between them. And then him and Riddle also had a stare down, so we might end up seeing, like, Drew and Riddle versus uh, Cody and – or, I mean, Sammy and um Jay. But I don't know, man. I don't know what they're planning to do with Jay Uso. I know they're trying to buy up time before Mania so they can have the brother versus brother match. But yeah, I don't know, man. It was it was just a solid it was a solid opener for the show. Hundred percent. I gotta give credit to Riddle specifically because you know he's typically a little funnier and goofier, but for him to get pretty serious like that and then turn it back on to like his character going to the really like, oh Drew, wait for me. Like like okay, I get I get props to Riddle's acting for that. But I just love the long-term storytelling, how Drew and Riddle didn't forget. They didn't forget about their beef with the bloodline. They're like, yeah, you may not be with Roman anymore, but that doesn't mean we don't trust you. That doesn't mean we trust you. Yeah. Bro, I they're, I know they're going to turn Drew heel eventually. And I wouldn't mind them seeing turn Riddle heel, too. I feel like that might be what Riddle needs for like his character to just be taken 
serious. Like I know he's supposed to be like like a comedy character, but like at some point, if he wants to, you know, grow in the company and like they, they we want they want people to take him serious, then he needs to have a little bit of change to his character. So I wouldn't be mad sure. if like a a riddle drew uh partnership like as heels. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Well, I want to point out only wrestling fans get really hyped for a hug. That's a WWE, that's an AEW, probably Ring of Honor, Impact, almost any wrestling promotion. They you get a pop from a good old hug. Yep. And then so with this trade, since Jay came to SmackDown, everybody there's rumors, reports saying that Cody's gonna end up going to I mean, since Jay came to Raw, that Cody's gonna be end up going to SmackDown. So um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. SmackDown does need star power, and we'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown. But yeah, so someone has to come over. It's most likely going to be Cody. Uh, I don't know who they would have him feud with because I know Cena's tied up with that late night stuff. But we shall see, man. We shall see. Yeah, I definitely think Cody would make the most sense since he's he's the one that got Jay back into WWE. And, I mean, really, what else is there for Cody to do on Raw? I mean, we're still a ways away from WrestleMania. But, yeah, I mean, Cena's going to be here for about a month and a half. So, I mean, if they can somehow, some way, maybe have a Cody-Cena match and have truly John pass the torch to Cody. I mean, LA Knight's over there. I think people can get down with the Cody-LA LA Knight match. Yeah. Got a couple factions over there. I think it just makes the most sense to me. I know yeah. some people are theorizing that Kevin might go to SmackDown. Sammy and Kevin are, like, being split up because Kevin wasn't on Raw. But Cody makes the most sense. Yeah, for sure. Next thing we have, man, we have the Viking Raiders defeated Drew and uh, Riddle by pinfall uh, via Kofi Kingston kind of distraction, mistake. Kofi Kingston ran in. He was trying to attack the Viking Raiders, but he accidentally hit uh, Riddle with the Trouble in Paradise, and the Viking Raiders end up scoring the pinfall. So I don't know how they're going to – I don't know what they're going to do with this storyline. But, um, yeah, I'm always down to see a, a Viking Raiders tag team match. I feel like they're getting better and better on the main roster as they continue to perform. So, yeah. I agree. Like, I think really, like ever since we started this, I remember saying that, man, they got to be repackaged. Man, there's no coming back from it. But they've been put on TV quite a lot, you know, and win or loss. Like you said, I think they're looking better. I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but it's something about – Drew and the Viking Raiders in the same ring together, I just really like. Maybe it's just because they were both in NXT at one point, or maybe just because the Viking Raiders and Drew's like always been like the Scottish warrior. Maybe just those two gimmicks kind of going together. I just like, I don't know, but I, I really dig like, I mean, I know it's Drew and Riddle versus them, but like Drew feuding with the Viking Raiders. Something about it just resonates with me. For sure, for sure. Uh, next up, we have Ricochet defeated Shinsuke via disqualification. So I don't know how they're going to include Ricochet in this Nakamura and Seth uh, feud. I don't know what purpose it was. For, I mean, I guess they want to elevate Ricochet to the main roster um, scene. I mean, main main event scene. But yeah, man, I don't know. So after Nakamura struck several times with the steel chair, the match came about after Nakamura refused Rollins' demand for a rematch for some reason. The two brawled before Ricochet ran into Aid Rollins. After the match with Nakamura, Rollins ran into to save Ricochet from the further attack. Rollins again with Nakamura and tossing security before Rollins sent him back first into the ring steps before Ricochet ran him off with the chair. So yeah, they're just furthering a few with uh, Seth and Nakamura. So I'm guessing we're gonna get a uh, fast lane rematch. Like I said earlier, man, I would not be mad if Nakamura won, kept the belt for a little bit, and then Seth ended up getting it back. You know, just to give Nakamura the reign he's always deserved. And then just to have Seth carry it back into WrestleMania, I feel like it might to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I just I don't know how much I don't know I don't know how long they would be able to prolong the feud, you know? Yeah. I mean, most feuds last what three, maybe four matches if you're lucky. Unless if they just skipped a pay-per-view, then Seth became number one contender again. I mean, I, I again I wouldn't mind like you seeing Shin with the title, but like I said back at SummerSlam, if Seth wasn't dropping it at SummerSlam, I don't think he's going to drop it anytime soon. But I think even if Shin still loses, I think this feud is still making Shin legit again. It's still bringing back his aura. Just got to just gotta maintain consistency. And as far as Ricochet goes, I kind of – I like Ricochet, but I kind of cringe when he just came out with security. I'm like, bro, you just got nothing else to do. You want to come play with the cool kids? And you know, then the match ended in disqualification. I get, I get it. Like you said, they're advancing the feud, but just – 
let's just throw a ricochet in there real quick. I don't know. I mean, it just seemed very random to me. I feel like Ricochet is kind of always that guy that just gets thrown into things where he doesn't really belong. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. He's he's on the Raw roster. He's one of the better wrestlers. So they have to use him somehow. But I, he's obviously not going to be an IC title pitcher. So I guess they have to find him something to do. But, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be mind seeing a Ricochet heel turn. I feel like that would, he would, like Riddle, he would benefit from that and allow us to take his character more legit as opposed to just being the known as the guy who does crazy crazy moves but yeah i don't know how he's gonna end up being in this like feud unless it was just a one-off but we'll see in the next coming weeks um next we have Shayna baszler defeated zoe stark by submission um with the care for the clutch Shayna baszler applied to zoe stark and tapped her out so but Shayna baszler did give zoe stark a fist bump after the match kind of like a you know like a sign of respect so, yeah, man, these two women, they're great, great wrestlers. I want to see Shayna in the main event scene soon here. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but I hope they I hope they do continue the Zoe Stark feud with Trish Stratus because I do want to see Zoe Stark, like, beat Trish Stratus to some shreds. But, yeah, man, um, how do you how do you feel about Shayna just, just getting wins, hopefully, in the main event scene? I mean, I'm here for it. I think that's what their goal was since the feud with Ronda Rousey. I would definitely love to see Shayna versus Rhea. I feel like that'd be a, kind of almost a throwback back to the NXT days. You know, just seeing how far they've come. And I mean, I think I think Shayna deserves it. And uh, I, I almost thought that they booked themselves into a corner with having her beat Zoe, but then with a the fist bump after the match, I'm like, no. I was like, no, okay. I was like, they they knew what they were doing. Like that's Zoe lost, but that's still like endorsing Zoe Stark for the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Zoe Stark in like the next year or two, man. She's gonna be one of the bigger, bigger faces and stars on Raw. I feel like, man. Hundred percent. Um, next we have Raquel Ro- uh, Rodriguez defeat Chelsea Green via pinfall. The Tahana bomb. Rodriguez announced after the match that she secured a rematch with Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship next week, and Dominic Mysterio will be banned from ringside. Like that's gonna make any difference? Cause you know there's gonna be some shenanigans, man. But yeah, Raquel Rodriguez, man. They just got to talk about this in the last episode, man, or one of the last episodes, man. They just got to keep her serious so we can take her serious. When she comes out smiling and flexing, it almost just feels like a like a kid show. I don't know. I I don't know, man. But yeah, um, I just don't know how I feel about Chelsea Green losing, even though she's a women's tag team champion. But I mean, it's not like they really try to care about the tag team championships. But it's just like, why do you have them if you're just gonna make your uh champions look 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 weak, you know? I just say just get rid of them. I'm pretty sure they're cursed. I mean, isn't it like almost every almost like almost one partner and every tag team champion, the women's always gets injured? Yeah, bro. Like like I swear they're cursed. And sometimes it's not it really it isn't even their fault. It's creative, but I don't know. I do like Chelsea Green, don't get me wrong, but the women's tag titles, I think just gotta go. I, I think I am starting to lean towards like a women's mid-card title. I mean, maybe this is a hot take, but maybe just bring back the Divas Championship. I mean, I don't know what other like type of women's mid-card title you can create. Yeah. I just don't know because Sonya Deville's gonna be out for a, more months, bro. She 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 tore up she was tore up pretty bad. So I honestly would like to see Chelsea Green maybe feud with Becky Lynch, but obviously they had other plans for Becky, and we'll get into that. But yeah, Chelsea Green just gonna kind of be there, you know. I mean, I she's had like a do drop or not do drop Piper Nevin now come and try to help her, but I don't know, man. It just seems like they just don't know what to do. We get momentum and then they take they they take us back two steps. Uh, next we have the Miz hosted John Cena on Miz TV. I'm gonna be honest, man. This is where I watch the show and I'm like, like what what am I watching, bro? Like. Like, is this like, is this a kid's show? Like, is this, is this geared for five-year-olds? Like, The Miz having imaginary John Cena on Miz TV. It's like, like you had me and you lost me. I I don't know, man. How do you feel about it? I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, Miz. I hope I haven't come off as a Miz hater on the show, but I kind of crapped on him main eventing WrestleMania. But he's a Grand Slam champ. You know, we've talked two-time Grand Slam champion, actually. We talked about how 
he's always been great on the mic, cutting promos and roasting people. I mean, Miz said after Raw this week, he said, I got holy chance from fighting an invisible guy. That's how good I am. I can't I couldn't help but agree with that. I feel like almost any almost anything you give the Miz, he usually makes it work. I don't I don't blame you for saying it. I feel like this is this was a hit or miss segment. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like how do we I don't know. It's like how do we have Shinsuke and Rollins supposed to be in a serious feud and then we just get taken to this? It's like I I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. Was it I do commend Miz because anything he's given, he can make it into something great. But I don't know, man. It was just like, am I on the wrong channel? Like, is this like it's like a, like a bait like a kid's channel? Is this like like I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings, man. Maybe I need to watch it again. But I mean he got he got he got some chance. So maybe maybe I I'll watch it again, man. I'll watch it again. Uh, JD McDonough defeats Sami Zayn via pinfall. Hey man, JD got the dub, man. JD got the dub over Sami. I'm uh very excited to see where they go with this JD stuff. Still, we still don't know if he's gonna be in or out. But yeah, JD won won with the roll up. The match came about after McDonough tried to continue working his way into Judgment Day, giving Damian Priest a new version of the Money in the Bank briefcase. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. And I, I dig the new briefcase. Same. It says Senior Money in the Bank. Uh Zane interrupted a promo challenging Dominic Mysterio to a match after Mysterio cost Ke- uh, Zane and Kevin Owens the undisputed tag team championships at payback. Instead, McDonough stepped up for the match. Uh he won after Mysterio distracted Zane for the finish. McDonough then saved Mysterio from a Haluva kick after the match, but ended up eating the move from Zane as Mysterio made his escape. So yeah, man, JD McDonald gets the win, but Sammy stands tall um after the after the match. So they didn't really make Sammy look that weak. But I'm I honestly losing to McDonough doesn't even if he lost to McDonough clean, I don't think he'd be seen as weak in that because JD is very great in the ring. So I'm just excited to see if JD is officially a judgment day member in these next coming weeks, man. Yeah, I mean, does he have to go through trials and tribulations, you know? Um you call it initiation, you know, to get into the judgment day. I I mean, surely Damien Priest got to be leaning towards liking it because Damien liked that new briefcase. Yeah. And and JD was a part of helping them win the tag team titles. So, but yeah. yeah, I mean, the storyline's definitely gotten more interesting the past couple months. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I will say, man, I'm, I'm invested in the judgment day after them getting the tag team championships. I don't know why that made me so much more invested, but hey. After the bell and they won, I was way more invested, man. I'm t- I'll tell you that. Um, Speaking of last thing I want to talk about on Raw, bro, Chad Gable, the, 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 the look of, his, of the look of disappointment in, in his face after he lost on his knees, Gunther doesn't even celebrate. He walks back to the, he walks back to the back. Then you just see Chad Gable's daughter just, just bawling her eyes out, bro. It was crazy. That was insane, bro. Just that just added to it. I mean, yeah. So is he is he from North Carolina? Because I guess like why else would his family be in the front row? Um, I honestly don't know. Let me look that up. Yeah, but I think his family being there just added to just the intensity of the match and the hypeness of the match. And his daughter, I think that was actually the oldest daughter. I could be wrong. That cried as soon as he lost. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> Like, okay. I don't mean to laugh, but it's like vaguely, like, it kind of just added, just yeah, added to it, you know? Added fuel to the fire. He's from Minneapolis. I feel like I knew that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, that that definitely was some unexpected steam need to keep the engine going for this feud. Um, It's funny because they kept just putting the camera back on her and she was just like crying, bro. She just saw her dad get obliterated by Gunther, bro. I'd be crying too if I was her, bro. Gunther, if my I saw my dad getting beat by Gunther for what fifteen minutes straight, bro, I'd be crying too, man. Well, especially just because it happened like just like that. I mean, bro got dropped on the back of his head. That kind of made me wince a little bit. I got I got a little worried for a second, but Gable seems all right. Power bomb and just, I mean, 
Gunther, I think, hot take. Gunther has the best clothesline since JBL. I can agree with that. That ending sequence was insane, bro. Because it just kind of adds to the fact that, yes, Gunther, I'm sorry, Gable made it competitive, but just like that, Gunther wins. Like, all it takes is Gunther's spam of his finishers. Yep. Literally. He's He's so dominant, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, but let's talk about how good of a seller Gunther is. Gable does the moonsault, has the foot up, it catches his ankle into the ankle lock. I mean, and not so much. Gunther does a good job, like, trying to get out of it and playing defense, like, trying to get to the ropes, doing the roll. And Gable just rolling with him is so smooth. Reminded me exactly of Kurt Angle. I couldn't help but think of Kurt versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania when Shawn was just, I mean, fighting for his life, trying to get out of the ankle lock. I mean, he's kicking Kurt off, and Kurt would not let go. He was like a pit bull. And Gable was kind of the same way, like just wouldn't let go, rolled with him, and then dropped, you know, on the ground to add more weight and pressure. Just, you know, Gunther doing this to try to get to the rope. Great selling and great defense by Gunther. And then Michael Cole's commentary for this match, A1, man. Gunther's going to tap, Robs. He's going to tap. Gunther's going to tap. I mean, they made the great decision having Michael Cole on those shows now. He is the voice of WWE. For sure, bro. Am I? He will go down as the greatest commentator of all time, bro. When all said and is done, when he retires, yes, he will. I still think Jr. is the goat, but when Cole does retire, he'll be the goat. Yeah, yeah. Him and having him on both shows, it just makes because it all seems like even though they're separate brands, it all seems together. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, switching gears to SmackDown, man. Uh yeah, man. I'm gonna be honest. This was a very, very boring show. I'm just really to me, bro. It was like it wasn't like bro. They need Roman Reigns back, bro. <laughs> they need Roman Reigns back, bro. They that that's all it is. So I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't care about anything Jimmy Uso does, bro. I really don't know what it is, but to me, he he just he's always will be second fiddle to Jay. I'm sorry. Which is interesting you say that because it used to be the other way around. Yeah. I just don't care about his story. I don't care about anything. And they kind of like, why did he say he wants to be back in the bloodline if his whole point was t- to turn on Roman so he wouldn't, like, what? we just went back five steps. What are we doing, man? It's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll say that, not to be so much of a nitpicker, but, I mean, when he did say he was out the bloodline, but then he came up to Paul Heyman this week and said, Oh, no one told me I'm out. I'm like, no, you you did say you were out. So, I mean, like, I thought that was a bit of bad, like, continuity on their part. But I thought this episode was all right. I, I have a few good moments that I liked. Yeah, I mean, there there was some 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 good moments. It just seemed like there's no there's no star. So, Cena wasn't on the show. Mainly the biggest star we had was Jimmy Uso. AJ Styles, yeah, but they don't really – they don't give AJ Styles the time of the day anymore, bro. I don't know what it is, but – yeah but if we get cody okay and when roman comes back okay but it just seems like a very uh stagnant show man i don't know man yeah so jimmy uso as we saw he informed paul Heyman that he's back in the bloodline Heyman said that uso is in when rain says so Heyman advised uso to take care of styles while he worked on repairing the relationship with reigns uh, so yeah, we get the AJ Styles, um, Jimmy Uso match as the main event, but I just don't know. Like, so last week they had Jimmy take the uh attitude adjustment and look very very weak in the ring, and then they have him uh face Styles again, and Styles ends up getting dubbed, bro. So I don't know what they're doing with Jimmy, man, or how they plan to build him back up i just feel i feel like the bloodline story has run like a like a like a plateau right now how do you feel i guess that's fair and it it doesn't help that we don't have roman but i am personally still invested um yeah i guess i don't really know where we go from here until we till we get roman back i can't i can't really think of any possibilities or theories I would have liked to see a bloodline fatal four way at some point. 
thought that would have been kind of cool. Like everyone just finally just is against each other, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Well, we will get eventually Roman versus Solo, though. But I don't know. I don't know. I will say this, just kind of some of my favorite parts. I need more AJ Styles and Paul Heyman segments. I, I love their interaction in the back. In the in the in the back. That was money. That was definitely money. It's just AJ going, you know, turning around. Right, I got to compliment something. AJ must have been hitting the gym, or I forgot oh, how big he is. You see, you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. His arms and shoulders. I was like, okay, AJ, you're ready for the tribal chief. Oh, literally. Honestly, bro, I would not be mad if they put him in a program with Roman once he got back, just to just to take some some time off of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? I think they should. We haven't seen Roman and AJ in a match since what 2016. Their only feud. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, but I love the I love the interaction between Paul and Paul and AJ. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Other than that, uh, that carried most of the show. We also had a lot of LA Knight on there. But Shotzi and Charlotte Flair defeated Damage Control via distraction by Oscar. Um, it was an okay match. I mean, they're setting up for the Oscar versus uh EO uh match. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be I don't know if it's gonna be in the pay-per-view or not. I know it's gonna be soon. But I heard it, I don't think it's gonna be on Fast Lane. Apparently they're saving that spot for Charlotte. So she can get her twelve thousandth reign or whatever. How many does she have, bro? Sixteen now? We're about to be sixteen. Not six. Not six. Well, she's close. I, I want to say what, 13, 14, maybe. But yeah, man, that was just a match, what it is. Uh LA Knight defeated Austin Theory via pinfall. Man, I'm loving this Grayson Waller and Austin Theory stuff, bro. They're great together. They need to keep them together because it's helping both of them, dude. No one's getting overshadowed by the other. It's helping both of them. And I I I love it, bro. I love it. Same. I'm here for it. We 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 just talked about it. We thought that's what the best thing that they should do with theory right now. Loved it. I love a segment between all three because I kind of, you kind of often forget that LA Knight was in NXT first, mm-hmm. and he does have a little bit of history with both of these guys. But yeah, man, uh, LA Knight hit the BFG to, uh, I mean BFT to win, and bro, that was probably the best BFT I've seen. Theory sold it's a hot that. take. Theory sold that great, bro, because his head he sold it. Hit perfectly on the mat because sometimes it looks like their face doesn't even hit the mat. You know what I mean? I think theory theory sold that. That's definitely one of the best ones I've seen. He sold it good. I can't remember who LA Knight hit it on, but there was one time he hit it on somebody. I mean, like, and it was just, I mean, just a quick snap to it, and whoever he hit it on sold it perfectly. Yeah, but theory's a good seller though, so credit where credit's due. But yeah, man, uh, since Judgment Day is. The undisputed tag team championships. They can appear on any brand they want to. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. They're gonna be on all three brands now, buddy. Um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they defeated the brawling brutes. Uh, the brutes put up a good effort, man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, after Balor, Pierce Holland with the uh Coupe de Gras, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits went face to face. So after the match, man, we see Bobby Lashley and Street Profits face off with the Judgment Day, bro. And I'm here for that. If they do this at War Games, bro, I'm here for it, bro. Get JD, call up Carmelo, and have them just go crazy, bro. We're already teasing matches for Survivor Series, which I'll come back to that towards the end of SmackDown, what happened. But here's a quick question for you. Do they go back to the traditional Survivor Series match format, or do they stick to War Games this year? Nah, they got to stick to war games. No one wants to see that elimination. Uh, it takes too long. It's not that exciting. The best year that happened in the recent years was when Dolph Ziggler was the lone survivor, bro. It's definitely up there, but I did a pre- I I like the Raw versus SmackDown years on Survivor Series and the elimination matches. That's, but that's just me. Yeah. I feel like war but games, he- just like, bro, it's so, it's just exciting, bro. Like, you know, you're going to see something crazy. It is. But this is what I'm going to say if they do do War Games again this year. So in terms of the actual match, here's my take last year. In terms of the actual match, War Games itself, the women's was better than the men's. That felt like War Games of NXT. But in terms of the storyline and the storytelling, yeah, the men's overshadowed because you had Sami Zayn, the bloodline, last year. And that was the question of if Sami was going to turn or leave yet. So if they bring War Games back, it's got to be War Games of old. 
Yeah. It's yeah. just gotta it's just gotta be car crash and balls to the wall, just like they did in the black and gold era. Yeah, I think the the women's match was obviously more uh exciting and more hard hitting, but the men's match they were trying to tell a story because it was the whole Sammy thing. So I get that they in Roman matches, you know, they're always slow and methodical. So they weren't gonna have Roman like jump off the top of the top of the cage, do some crazy stuff. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And I feel like this one will be more like that just because of the people that are in it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see see where we go, man. Another question. Just kind of thoughts, I guess. I'm just very curious to see if Roman's gonna like do anything about everyone saying bloodline's dead, the bloodline's gone. We're we're gonna be the dominant faction now. I'm just curious to see if Roman will do anything about that or if he's just like, whatever, I'm the tribal chief, I'm the longest champ ever. Y'all are relevant to me. I mean, I don't think he can really say that because the bloodline is really just him, bro. Right now, it's him and Paul, dude, and solo. That's Two people, really. I mean, I would go to say, when the Judgment Day says they're the most dominant faction in WWE, they're not wrong. As of right now, they're not wrong, you know? But I'm curious to see if maybe we get some new members of the Bloodline soon. I don't know, man. They got to do something when Roman comes back to to spark up, spark the interest back up. But yeah, man, SmackDown is just kind of there. It's definitely the... The, the weaker out of the two shows, in my opinion, right now. Let's talk about this. L.A. Knight and Paul Heyman. Yeah, that was, that was, I don't know what if they were teasing something, man. I don't know, man. I tweeted it. Is L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns in our future? I don't know, man. I feel like it, ah, I don't know. That is hard to say because, like, they wouldn't just do that to do that, you know? Unless if it unless that's all it is, it's just a tease. Yeah. But I love that interaction. I love that better than Paul and AJ, LA Knight and and, and Paul. I mean, just just oh, we haven't probably met yet. By the way, knock before you come in. Mm-hmm. You know, like Paul tell like just telling him off and then and LA Knight getting his face and going, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean honestly, if Roman comes back in like the next month, right? It's going to be like, what, seven, seven and a half months till WrestleMania. He's going to at least need like one or two long, good, like longer feuds to keep the momentum going. So maybe we get AJ, maybe we get um, LA Knight, maybe we get Bobby Lashley or something, but he's going to need some stuff to keep him going. I mean, if they don't just put LA Knight eventually in the U.S. title picture, because I feel like they're going to give him a mid-card title first where he eventually gets a world title. What better way to get him even more over and to get him get the fans more behind him than have it just maybe just a one-off mini feud with Roman Reigns going into the Royal Rumble and yeah. he loses or he comes close but loses or gets screwed. That'll get the fans behind him more and then he could have a WrestleMania moment win the U.S. title. For sure, for sure. Definitely interesting to say the least, man. But yeah, I would say the little things made the SmackDown uh, – like not necessarily the matches, but the little things like the Paul and uh, AJ interaction, the Paul and LA Knight interaction, the Bobby Lashley and Judgment Day uh, face off. So, yeah, man, we'll see. Fastlane's coming up. So we're on the road to Fastlane. And, yeah, man, that's it for this. Uh, do you have any more thoughts, CJ? Well, I thought AJ versus Jimmy was an okay match. Uh, kind of coming back to full circuit of my Survivor Series point when the Judgment Day came out and just fed AJ – but solo again kind of your point the little things so like what's being teased of what's to come i guess this smackdown was kind of a stepping stone smackdown mm-hmm. or just some more storyline storylines being developed that's that's actually probably what it was yeah. and like so now like i'm curious we at the judgment day and lashley and the street profits you know facing off that's been teased and then the judgment day feeds aj to solo which i forgot how Paul Heyman did do a little business with the Judgment Day on Raw that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, now I'm just curious. Are we going to get a? And that's why I ask about the War Games and traditional Survivor Series match. Are we getting a triple threat, um, Survivor Series traditional match? The Judgment Day, the Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, and whoever's going to be on the Bloodline. I guess Roman Solo and Jimmy, or and then the OC. Don't forget about the OC. AJ Styles, you know the Good Brothers. I mean, surely they're not going to stand for AJ getting fed. So that was just that was just curious to me. Like, why did they do that? 
why did they come out there and throw AJ to solo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We shall see, man. We shall see. We shall see. Definitely interesting. Interesting to see how they how they correlate everything together that they're doing. But yeah, man, that's it for uh this week's recap. Thank you guys for joining. And then if you guys want to stick around, we did a payback recap that we didn't have a chance to uh, put out because of scheduling conflicts. But if you guys want to stick around, this will, it will play literally right after we sign off for this one. So, yeah, man, thank you guys for watching another uh, video. We appreciate the support. And thank God for wrestling, man. I'm Johnny King, CJ. Got a lot of content coming out in this upcoming week. We appreciate you guys watching. Be sure to check it all out. Like, subscribe, and comment. We appreciate you guys. I'm CJ McClure. Thank God for wrestling. Thank God for wrestling, y'all. See y'all in the next one. Let's just get right into it. Johnny, I am very curious to hear what you have to say about Trish versus Becky. Bro, I'm not going to lie. Everybody, you've heard my complaints about this feud. Everybody knows. Becky Lynch is definitely in in my top favorite women's wrestlers, but... I'm glad that this feud is over, at least for now. I don't know if they're gonna try to stretch it out more. I don't know what WWE has in mind, but I pretty think I'm pretty sure they're done with it because Becky Lynch just challenged Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship. But yeah, man, they showed up to work, man. Becky and Trish, they showed out. Definitely sneaky, sneaky match of the night contender. I was very, very pleased. Absolutely a solid opener. Um, just. Man, Trish just like went all out with these spots, man. I mean, that bending backward where she was like that, mm-hmm. you know, Becky stomped on her. I mean, Trish got that core strength, you know, when she sat up on the turnbuckle for that spot. The fact that they got it, this is awesome, champ. That's how you know you at least get a good match. Mm-hmm. Did you see that like huge shiner or whatever on her yeah, forehead? Bro, they were going, they went to war, bro. They they put in the work. I mean, her forehead. I love the twist of fate. I love the, I forgot the move that Trish did, but like Becky was, I forgot the name of it, but Becky was like on her back and she landed on her knees. I love that move. Mm. Uh, Trish, Trish hanging. And then that superplex, oh, you know, great. Yeah. When she hung off the cage at the superplex, great spot. Crazy. I exceeded, th- th- this is my thoughts of the match. Solid opener, exceeded expectations. But Michael Cole, you are on Rack, if that is a candidate for match of the year. Yeah, match of the year is a stretch. Match of the night contender, yeah. Maybe woman's match of the year, maybe. But then again, that's kind of a stretch. I think we liked it so much because we weren't expecting a lot from these two. Which is kind of crazy because Trish is a Hall of Famer. Becky's a future Hall of Famer. So we shouldn't be saying they're not going to put on a good match, but... We didn't expect a lot, and they gave us more than we expected. So, yeah. It was 100% a solid opener. You're going to hear what my match of the night is when we get there. But great job by both of them. Trish, still, Trish clearly still got it. Not in her prime, obviously, but she still got it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like WWE officials, I'm kind of starting to get more into Zoe Stark. I wouldn't mind seeing a mini Zoe Stark, Trish Stratus feud, but what they tease after the match. Bro. Um, Zoe, I don't know why she, I don't know if being with Trish like helped her or hurt her because she just hasn't gotten over on the main roster like she was over on NXT. But I'm hoping maybe this her and Trish feud will like help her. But bro, Zoe Stark's work is incredible. And I'm finally happy that she gets to have like a solo feud now. Yeah. She's a good athlete and she'd have to learn a thing or two being with Trish. Like I'm sure just even in the, in the locker room, you know. But transitioning, we got the John Cena segment. There's a few things I wanted to say about it. This The first one's not so much about John Cena, but I just noticed little things in the crowd. I think signs are starting to make a comeback. In yeah, wrestling again. yeah. There, we're getting a which, lot more now. Absolutely, which I'm here for. Um, man, Miz and Cena have always had good chemistry. They've had a good chemistry since 2009, their very first feud, and – just give give credit where credit's due. I know I threw one dig at Miz about his WrestleMania main event on the pod before, but that Barbie and Teletubby dig was hilarious. Yeah, bro. People, when people think of like John Cena's best rivals, of course you think of like Edge, Randy Orton, but bro, Miz is up there, bro. People forget like 
how much we hated Miz in like 09, bro. Like the Ryan 11. Great. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, almost like a chemistry together. So, you know, that happens. And then we get Miz versus LA Knight. Definitely a match. I think we were all looking forward to. Love when LA Knight said, yeah, to Cena's face. We have to get LA Knight versus John Cena. I think we're going to get Miz versus Cena. But while John is here, I would love to see LA Knight versus John Cena. We talked about how hypothetically, I don't think it's going to happen, but hypothetically, if Dwayne came back, we got Dwayne and LA Knight, that would really put LA Knight to the test. Mm -hmm. John is fantastic on the mic. Bro is ruthless. So I think LA Knight and Cena in a mini feud, that could really help LA Knight go over. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with Cena because he's supposed to be here for at least like three months, I think they said. But, bro, like, I just don't know what direction they're going to go in, especially because there's rumors that Cody's going to SmackDown now. So I just don't know if they would have L.A. Knight feud with Cena or if they would, like, go right into the Cody-Cena feud because obviously that's something everybody wants to see. But I don't know, man. Whatever they do, I'm here for it. I am excited. I Miz versus Cena is probably on, like, the lesser tier what I really wanted to see, but the one can argue that was John being in the later half of his career, maybe just one more scene in Miz match. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could put on another good match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it looked like LA Knight actually hit his face on the apron. You remember that spot? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 actually looks a little painful. I felt the need to bring that up. Uh, I thought of who Brian Danielson now over at AEW when Miz did the it kicks. I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting that Miz still does that. You know I mean, because yeah. Oh, the legendary it kicks, you know, Corey Graves says that, but obviously Daniel did it first, but yeah. kind of made me think of that. A kind of a cool callback for me. Um, overall, good match. The right guy won. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that. the right guy won, man. They're finally starting to put some steam in LA night, man. Miz is like the gatekeeper of like going to the main card. So like if you get past the feud with the Miz, then you've you've beaten first level of the test but did you like i don't know like walking up the ramp bro they did tease that la night and cena feud cena stuck his hand out la night was like why am i gonna shake your hand you almost lost me in the match blah, blah, blah. so i don't know maybe they, they'll go in that direction so we'll see i love to see it but we'll see what happens i'm here for whatever happens yeah next we got miz versus no, i'm sorry oh uh, we got austin theory versus ray for the u.s title Look, I get, I get the WWE still business. I get that WWE is still a business. You know, they make those endorsement deals, partnering deals, whatever for marketing. And really, you could argue that that's putting WWE back on the map and making the mainstream again, like with Slim Jim and C4. But that cinnamon toast crunch on the Titan Tron was just distracting Bro. for you know, eat for me. I can't imagine being there in person. I don't blame you for going to sleep. I think the match was honestly, it was good. You got a few creative spots. I just don't think anyone was excited for the match. I mean, Theory, Theory's got the move sets, but he's just lacking that character, you know? Yeah, bro. Theory, bro. Theory is A plus in the ring, bro. It's just, I don't have an incentive to want to like him or hate him. He's just there. Now, when they did that stuff with Grayson Waller, I was like, they should keep this going. Because they can both make each other better, and they both have, like, that arrogant prick kind of character. So if they were to, like, actually make it a two tag team, I'd be here for it. But I just don't know if Theory is going to be able to make his way if we don't have some type of hate or love for him, you know? I just feel like, like, just flashback to with Vince, you know, because Vince loved him some Theory. I mean, he was going to yeah. push him to the moon. <laughs> I mean... I remember when he won Money in the Bank because that was Vince's last. I'm not actually going to do it, but Vince's last middle finger before he stepped out for uh, creative, having Theory win. I remember reading on Bleach Report they said it wasn't that a good guy won or the bad guy won; it was that guy won. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, and I I do think Triple H got a like built up theory a little bit better in his second United States championship reign. I thought it was a much better reign. He was defending him more often. And again, he could put on good matches, but, but then after WrestleMania, like we've talked about a lot, the, the reign just went downhill. Yeah. So I remember he needs watching, to be repackaged. Yeah. He, he, bro, he has to, or 
I don't know, man. I remember watching him win the money in the bank, and I was like, bro, there's no way. He unclipped the briefcase. I was like, yeah, Vince, he just literally just wanted to do this to just piss us off, bro. Like, that's literally all it was. But, yeah, bro, uh, they – if I wouldn't be mad if they kept him and the Grayson Waller stuff going to try to further his heel, like, turn or his heel character. But if not, he just needs to be repackaged, maybe into a baby face or something. I don't know, but, yeah. Definitely get down with a tag team with him and Waller, maybe eventually heel versus heel feud, or maybe that would happen regardless if they were a tag team first and then broke up. Yeah. Um, I mean, Theory looked really pissed at the end of the match, you know, like just glaring at Ray. So maybe he's gonna like snap, or maybe he'll just like break or something, and then his new character will come in. We'll see what happens, but I wouldn't be surprised. This is the bathroom break match for a lot of people. I thought it was an all right match, just no excitement. Yeah, just it was just there, you know. Yeah. And the cinnamon toast crunch didn't make it any more uh, valid. It didn't validate it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So next, Steel City Street Fight. Match of the freaking night, at least for me. No, for me, a, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot to say about this. So as a football fan, loved it when Finn stomped the towel. Loved the Terry Funk shirt, you know, RIP Terry. But man, you got to know that Terry was looking down and he was really happy with this match. For sure. With, I mean, like they, I'm not going to go as far to say that this match had ECW vibes, but they definitely almost brought out the kitchen sink with everything that happened. Bro, I would say it had definitely, yeah, it had ECW vibes, bro. Because yeah. that's a fair statement. Yeah, I not, think not stretching. Especially when they put the jerseys on and then drop the gloves. And and I, I actually like that. I, I could see how some people think it would be goofy, but I mean, you know, they were in Pittsburgh. I mean, they always add the city nickname in front of Street Fight, so they're going to have a little bit of a gimmick to it, but I liked it. Plus, I mean, Owens and Zayn are Canadian anyway, so you know they, not the stereotype, they probably like hockey. Yeah, they love so, hockey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I loved it. I loved it a lot, that spot. Um, Owens had to have bladed, man. There's no way he oh, had, that was like that. natural. I don't know. I saw that and I was like, bruh. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, it could have, but I don't know. I just like go back to backlash, like when Brock like actually hit his face on the like the exposed turnbuckle, how quickly that happened. He mm-hmm. definitely didn't blade, but like it's like the same thing with Kevin's like that almost seemed like too fast for it to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, bro. Did you see that? I sent you a video of like Joey Mercury when Jeff Hardy did the ladder, ladder spot. Bro, he, bro. And, but he, he like, he bled quick, like instantly, bro. So it, it honestly could maybe could have been, you know? Yeah, but I mean, regardless yeah. whether it was bladed or not, just an testament how tough Owens is. Yeah, you know, I mean, even with his experience of like hardcore matches. Um, we got the blue, the blue thunder bomb on the chairs. I thought was a very cool spot. Yeah. Uh, kind of made me wince a little bit. That Swanton bomb that Kevin did, bro, I I got scared for bro, a second. Shame, he almost bro. missed, bro. He he, bro. He low key did miss, bro. He low key did, bro. He overshot like a a tiny bit because like, he really yeah, hit. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh god, bro. Yeah, I mean, he, and he grabbed his arm. I guess it just slammed on the ground, like from all the momentum. But I I'm glad he's okay. Or at least I think he's okay. They definitely gave him like the week off, bro. Because I mean, he, he wasn't on he, he, he wasn't on raw. raw, so they definitely gave him some time to heal up for sure. Yeah, but that was a crazy spot. Loved that. Uh, I oh, this made me wince. Rip JD that pop up power bomb at the announcer table that looked like it hurt. I mean, just splat on the announcer table. I mean. He's tough for that. I know he looks like Lord Farquaad, but he was tough for that. Bro, I like JD, bro. Even though he looks like, a, what did Cody call him, a Funko Pop? Yeah. JD is, he's got potential, bro. He's got potential. I am I am very curious of, and intrigued what he's going to do with the Judgment Day with the storyline. Yeah. I like the Rhea Spear spot, too. I mean. Oh, that was A, bro. Yeah, yeah. And she made it. It was believable, too. Like it wasn't it like was. Kevin Owens had to oversell. Like it was believable because Rhea's a big girl. So she is. 
I, I love that spot. That that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, but I know they still lost, but let's not look over the fact that it took five people to beat Kevin and Sammy. Yeah, but bro. be that as it be that as it may, Grand Slam Balor. Yep. Yep. Grand Slam Balor. And hindsight's 2020, right? I mean, obviously the world title was gonna main event, but I just think the scene of them with all the championships and the fireworks going off, that would have been a cool way to end the show. That would have been a cool, especially if they want to push the narrative that Judgment Day is the most dominant thing in WWE. But hey, bro, I'm happy they won. I'm happy they they I'm happy they got the belts, man. It honestly seemed like a shocker though to everybody in Pittsburgh. Like you saw a couple of people like do this or like just yeah. a bit of a reaction, like oh, like that. You know, once they counted three, like I. I didn't know if they were actually going to let them, like, give them the win. I thought it was, like, the right way to go, especially with all the stuff you can do in between the Judgment Day now. But I was like, there's no way they're going to, like, take the belts off KO and Sammy. But they did, so. I can't complain, man. And I think KO and Sammy's tag title reign, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. And I don't think that's their fault. I mean, like, they both did get briefly injured. You know, I mean, that's bad night in the business, right? Um, I think Triple H could have done a better job having them defend it more on pay-per-view. Like, I would have liked to see them defend it back in Money the Bank. Yeah. They probably would have been on SummerSlam if they weren't injured, but I would say easily the best moments of the reign were winning it, you know, main eventing WrestleMania, and then beating Roman and Solo and United Champions, and they, they retained as well. Yeah. But they'll probably lead up to a match between those two, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely down for a uh, KO and Sammy feud percent so next we got the grayson waller effect you were kind of right i'm not going to say that this was pointless but it was just cody came out the the whoa it's it is cool to see jay back don't get me wrong i love jay and jimmy's new theme songs it definitely fits jay's the face and jimmy's going to be a heel jay is still over i mean yeah that that goes that yeah that's tough and the, when they do the wide shot with the whole crowd bro bro yeah he's i mean he's got the crowd in the palm of his hands when he does that but i'm like so but that's it yeah i like, just like that's all that yeah like what was the point of cody being there bro we came I, out i mean whoa and then he talks welcomes jay and then that's it i guess Cool. But it's cool to see Jay back. Wasn't really much of a hiatus, but I guess yeah, I'm you keep him away so long. Like, so it's like they either should have not let him leave at all or like go away for at least like a month, bro. But like two weeks. I mean cool. three weeks, however however long it was. It's like it didn't do it, it didn't add or take away anything, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, it, it, for me, it was just there. Yeah. So we got Rhea versus Raquel, and the only nice things I can say is that those drop kicks that Rhea did look pretty brutal, and the moves on the ring post were cool. Yeah. This matches a this matches a disappointment for me. Y- yeah, you know, I was pretty mad because the build to this match, they were building Raquel to be like. A more serious Raquel, like more NXT Raquel Gonzalez Raquel. But then when her music hit and she came out and she was smiling again and she was posing again, I was like, what are we doing, bro? You had me invested and then you do this and it's like, I can't even take it serious anymore. Like, I don't, I think they should have kept her like the more serious in a, in a more serious, uh, more serious character. But yeah, it, it could have been better, man. But I don't know. I thought the build up to the match was honestly all right. Like I, I was relatively excited for it. I hate to talk about this, but just the whatever came out of Rhea's nose that was pretty distracting. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Because because her nose kind of got a little busted open, and then she goes, "Yeah." Like, I was I was like, "That a slug?" Like, <laughs> but. I mean, I think a Rio winning is the right move, and I'm sure they'll probably have a rematch because, I mean, who else is going to realistically dethrone Rhea except for maybe Liv Morgan? I can't think of anybody else or Becky, but... Yeah, I I think they need a... 
bro, like they just make Raquel like stop have like don't have her play the smiley baby face, bro. Like yeah, enough with the back flex. We get it. You like, never skip back day. Like just go up, eat people that's up. What I'm saying like, and then maybe I want I want to see like a hell in the cell between the two. I think they could kill that. I think Rhea would thrive inside the cell. Yeah, Rhea just has no that like, like, like credible opponents. I would love to see them build Shayna up to beat Rhea, but I don't think they they do that. But I think they're definitely investing more time in Shayna since you know since SummerSlam with her and Ronda. Mm-hmm. Like some of the vignettes they've had of her on Raw have been solid, but this this match was disappointing for me. I really <laughs> just to say. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just. A time filler, man. Yeah. But finally, we got the main event. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I was very surprised to hear that this is Shin's uh, first main event on the main roster, at least. Obviously, he's main event at TakeOvers. I thought it was cool to see the great Muda. I only know a little bit about him, but, I mean, if Ric Flair says he's the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time, I believe it. Yeah. He, um, Shin wrestled him. That's yeah, I remember them saying that. Some solid moves in the match, a little slower to my taste. And I understand why it was slower because just going with the storyline of you know Shin attacking his back with his real injury. I think the match was all right. I think just to compare apples and oranges, their very first match at Survivor Series is better, just for me. I mean, because comparing that match years ago, I remember being like slower to start, but then building up and getting a little faster. That's just my taste. That's just my type of matches. How much longer will the back be a variable? I guess is my question after this match, because Shin attacked him off air and they're clearly going to have a rematch. Yeah. This match, I think it was just a little bit underwhelming, not underwhelming, but it wasn't anything like they, it wasn't crazy. It was just, it was like, it was, it was an okay match. It was a good match. But I think us knowing how great of performers they are, we were expecting more, especially with the build up to it. I think it maybe a little bit under underwhelmed uh, us. But yeah, I think the next match, bro, has to be like a stipulation match, like an I quit match or submission match or something. Just because if he, they're going to keep going with the back narrative. But I don't know. I think. In in my perfect world, I would like to see Shin maybe get the belt for like a month or two, then Seth gets it back, and then we get Gunther and Seth at WrestleMania. Gunther wins the Royal Rumble, we get Gunther and Seth at WrestleMania. Then Gunther beats Seth, and then Seth finally gets to take a vacation and heal up his back. Because his back is actually, you know, like messed up in real life. So, yeah, I think, I just think the second match will be better. I think, yeah. Like, I thought the match was all right. Like you said, it was a little underwhelming. Not like the finish with hitting the stomp and then slowly crawling over. That just gave me, and I haven't even seen this match to be fair, but that just gave me Triple H Booker T vibes from WrestleMania 19. Okay. Like I, I would, yeah. I would have preferred to see Shin kick out and then just have Seth hit another stomp and then pin him. Yeah. But I just, I felt like that just made Shin look a little weak. I get oh, it. The stomp's yeah. a good move, but. You have that break, then realistically he's gonna kick out. They did. They made yeah. They made Shin look weak. The fact that he won like completely clean or like like he didn't have to really try to to get the win for real. Like I feel like they should. He Seth should have at least hit him with maybe like a pedigree, then a stomp, or maybe like three stomps back to back or something like that. But yeah, they made Shin look a little weak. And then when you make an opponent look weak like that, it's like, why are we going to have a second match anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I just think it might have lost a little bit of credibility, like the feud maybe. But Well, and it's weird because you can tell they're trying to bring that aura back to Shin that he had in NXT, like with all the promos and the vignettes and him being more ruthless as a heel. Mm-hmm. But it's again like why? So then why would you have him lose that way? Him losing is one thing, but having him lose that way, Herbstom, Seth, crawling over, and the glacier passed by. Oh, now he's on shit now. Like it's just all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think there's again, I think Shin's momentum isn't completely derailed 
yeah. kind of being reju- uh, re- rejuvenated again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I have a little faith. I, I think I think Triple H is definitely trying to bring that aura back that he had in NXT. Yeah. Now, and, honestly, you, and you can and you can see that effort. Yeah. When I wouldn't I wouldn't have mind seeing like they throw a total curveball like halfway through the match. Shin loses it. Maybe like it's a false finish. Seth kicks out. Shin loses it. He gets a chair or something and just starts demolishing Seth's back. Gets disqualified on purpose. Seth retains, but then Shin just totally just just disfigures Seth, and then that leads to a second match. Like end of the pay per view, you see Shin standing over top of Seth, and then that's it. And then we get it on Raw next next the next night or next two nights. And that's true, I, but I just, I mean, how often do we really, I say we, do they really end main events or disqualifications, you know? Because, I mean, you could have a mid-pay-per-view, but if you have a solid main event that sends the crowd home happy, then it's usually remembered, you know, more fondly. So, I mean, but I said it's 2020. I, I, like you said, I think the better match is coming. You know, I'm probably going to be at fast lane. Yeah. But I think overall, payback, overall, the pay-per-view exceeded expectations. Yeah, I would say collective. I would say collectively. Yeah, I wasn't expecting like anything crazy, just because it is like a B level pay per view. But I mean, I'm happy for what we got. I think my biggest takeaway was I'm happy the Judgment Day got the titles. I'm just curious where they're gonna take this story. Like, there's rumors that Damian Priest is getting the boot. There's rumors that Finn and JD might start like their own. I heard a couple people say like. Everybody in the Judgment Day is plotting on Priest to get kicked out. So, like, they all know that, like, they all have collectively talked behind Priest's back. And then they're going to end up kicking Priest out. But I don't know, man. Wherever they go, uh, I'm excited to see where they take it. Them winning the tag titles definitely makes the Judgment Day story more intriguing. It's it's much more intriguing now than it was back when Priest won the contract. Now I have a question when and where do you think priest is going to cash in or do you think he's going to have a successful cash in talked about it after our first episode he needs to have a successful cash in no more of this cashing in and failing stuff the money the bank contract and again hindsight's 2020 but the money bank contract should have a hundred percent record yeah right like it should have been undefeated but then chose some guys and then he didn't like them, you know, after he chose them, you know, i.e. Damien Sandow. I think he wasn't either first. No, John Cena was the first to fail, but Damien Sandow is another example. I'm thinking, I know this is a vague answer, but I'm thinking after WrestleMania. You think he's going to keep it that long? I could, okay. But what, what if Gunther wins? There's no way they're going to have Gunther drop it that quick, bro. That's the thing. I just well, don't. Rus- WrestleMania is in April. Yeah. You know, then assuming money, they keep the same schedule, Money in the Bank will be in July again. I mean, we'll see in advance, like in a month down the line, but I'm thinking just talking about this, you know, Gunther will win. And yes, I mean, he's going to have a solid reign, but then maybe like, I mean, it, like it takes everything to cash in on Gunther and for it to be successful. Yeah. I just like, I mean, like just beat the dog water out of him, you know, for Damian Priest actually cashing successfully. Because, like, I just can't see where the cash-in would happen in the near future, you know? Right. Like, with the Sin and Seth stuff going on. And, like, I know they probably want Seth to keep the belt until WrestleMania. Because no one wants to... I mean, no, I'm not going to say no one wants to see, like, Damian Priest, like, headline WrestleMania. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, bro. I just, bro, I don't, I don't know where it would happen, bro. Like... He would have to cash in and then lose it like a month later or something like. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. I don't know. You might be right. Maybe they the best. Honestly, the best thing would be to cash it in after WrestleMania, bro. Maybe he's the first wrestler in history to hold it for a solid year, and then he cashes in the same night that he won it. Yeah. Did, did didn't Edge like keep it like a day before or something like that? Or was that CM Punk? Someone, man, they kept it for like a really long time. He held the longest record at one point. Edge wanted WrestleMania 21, and they cashed it in New Year's Resolution. Okay, okay. Of, of January the next year, and I actually you just triggered a memory when he was cashing in and he was coming out. Whoever the I forgot the commentators who were probably Jay. You know, I, I can't remember the commentators were, but I remember one of them saying, "We thought he was going to cash in at WrestleMania." Really, he held it the longest time. I, I know, I know, Carmella, you know, wanted Money in the Bank. 
mm-hmm. and then cash it in on the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. We should we 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 shall see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're gonna see for sure. I think I think either way it will be a shocker. Yeah, I'm I don't care if it's like I just want it to be a shocker, bro. Like shake something up. You know what I mean? Shocker and and successful. Yeah. Anyways, that's all my thoughts on payback. Overall, exceeded expectations. I liked what I saw, wasn't perfect, but Cena's back for the next couple months. I will be seeing him at SmackDown in a month. Very excited yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, that's lit. That's lit. Bro. And uh, I'm pretty curious to see how the card for Fastlane will look. Yeah, hopefully the bill gets gets jumping here this week. Because uh, like what October first, something like that. October third, something like that. The October seventh. I know it's early October. I remember that much. But we only have a month, man. So they need got to get going with this, bro. Yes, hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's a wrap on this uh payback review, man. Thank you all for watching. We have some more videos coming. Obviously, we're gonna do the regular Raw and SmackDown recaps, and then we're gonna have some more stuff coming out. But yeah, we appreciate all the support. And yeah, I'm Johnny King. And you got anything, CJ? Nope. Just thank you guys for watching. Just like, share, and subscribe. And thank God for wrestling. Yes, sir, thank God for wrestling. We'll see y'all in the next one. <laughs>